0: Welcome aboard the Athletics' Can't Wait Jets podcast, your non-stop shop for all things Jets with Tim McMaster, Zach
1: Rosenblatt, and Marissa Dunn. Can't wait! And just like that, the Jets season and playoff hopes are in the hands of one Zach Wilson. Mike White not cleared by doctors to play Sunday against the Lions This is the Can't Wait Podcast, the Athletics Jets Podcast. I'm Tim McMaster, along with Zach Rosenblatt, our reporter for the Jets at The Athletic and Marissa Dunn here, producing as always. And this is uh, as quickly as we've been able to react to breaking news, (laughs) I think, ever, guys, because we had this scheduled for 11 a.m. And what time did this news break, Zach? Like 10.40? Uh, Right before the press conference. So like 10.30, yeah. 10 10.30. Um, and I will tip my cap to you that I'm not wearing today, Zach, because me and Marissa were both like, you need some time. We could push this back an hour. We can do it a little later. And you're like, nope, let's, let's, let's get it, it on there. Let's, let's react. So my we fresh are doing thoughts, it. We are, I
0: haven't really sorted through <laughs> my
1: thoughts and you're going to get them fresh on here. So that's perfect. Uh, yeah. And there's a lot, there's a lot to think about. There's a lot to, to kind of consider with this game. What this, this beat, means. man, this beat, Whoo. Are you I think oh my I mean God. at what point do the Deep other breath, beat writers like you know and I hate to use this, but uh I'll I'll use this analogy, Marissa. Like earning your pinstripes, right, is the thing, mm-hmm. the thing with the Yankees. I can't stand it. I hate I hate it. You know? oh, but, yeah, that, yeah that's Zach, gross. do you feel like you've earned your jet stripes at this point as a beat I, writer? I've, I feel like when it's like when they
0: talk about rookies late in the season, they're like, he's not a rookie anymore. Like, I feel like I've I've been hardened by the battles I've been in on this beat. <laughs> you know, it's, I don't know. Like, I, sh- I got lulled into a sense of security that, you know, you believe these guys. when they, I'm sure Mike White believed that he was going to play all week. I mean, he, we talked to him yesterday, and he said there's no doubt in his mind. Maybe that was just like a him convincing himself kind of thing in the end. But um, I just, like, was not mentally, like, I don't know. I just did not see this coming. Like, I should have. I, I literally had a fan. Uh, DM me on Instagram. I don't have his name in front of me, but he does deserve a shout out. Um, he DM me a day or two ago saying, "Just calling it now." Zach Wilson starts Sunday. Mike White not cleared. I'm like, okay, whatever you say. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that certainly uh, backfired. But yeah, I don't know. I uh, I did not see this news coming, especially because it it came on, it came on to Adam Schefter. Sometimes this happens before, right before press conference, it'll get leaked to like Schefter or Rap Sheet. And none of us were looking for it. And I just have my tweet deck up and I see the Adam Schefter tweet. And I and I told some of the reporters in the room, I'm like, uh, Zach Wilson starting on Sunday. They're like, is that a real tweet? What? <laughs> like, nobody, Everybody's like, wait, what? Um, so they clearly kept us close to the vest. They maybe were really like believing that he was going to play. But yeah, I don't know. It's uh, We have to completely change gears about how we feel about this game. I was fully ready to predict like a, a pretty big win. And now I need to sort through it as we go through this pod. And by the end, I'll come to my conclusion. But um, <laughs> That's kind of where we're at it's kind of i mean i'm kind of spinning right now like this is uh it's surprising and and uh yeah it's gonna they're gonna look a lot different and we're gonna really find out what these three weeks which is not enough time no matter what anybody says if they really believe that he needed a reset i don't think three weeks
1: anyway we'll get into all that but those are my immediate as you asked me what's going on thoughts (laughs) well that's one of the things i have here is like you know is three weeks enough but on top of that i did want to bring this up um Sal has been so good at press conferences since the early season, right? Yeah. Like he had a few famous slip-ups early in the season. <laughs> um, but the receipt thing until maybe now was, was looked like it was heading in a good direction. Um, but I feel like he didn't have as much prep time today, and he threw this one out in defense of, of Zach Wilson. He said, he's the same quarterback that once won 18 for 18 in a bowl game. Oh, that's just... I mean, there's so many things wrong with that statement, right? Like, A...
2: What bowl College game? Football. I would love to know. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually,
1: I think, yeah, that's a I good think point. somebody
0: said on Twitter it was like at the Idaho Potato Bowl or something. I don't mm. know, I'm, I'll, I'll yeah. look it up while we're talking. Um, <laughs> but uh, like
1: players don't even play in bowl games anymore. I know. Like, yeah. If, yeah. Oh, I mean, I, just,
0: I I should I don't have the full quote in front of me. I, I think he was more talking about like he knows what Zach's capable of and things like right. that. Because I think the question I think that was part of his response to the question about which again which he even said was a fair question like uh, like. If, if Zach had a reset and he had a, you know, change his fundamentals and stuff like is three weeks enough. And he said, that's a fair question. We, we think he's had good practice. I know practices aren't the same as the games and so it's fully aware that I don't know if risk is the right word. Cause I don't know if you, you're not going to go to Flacco either. Like we, we, we had this whole discussion about how Zach needs to be the backup because you just can't roll out there with Flacco anymore. Um, but yeah, I, that's the, sorry. I just lost my train of thought, but yeah, I, the the three the three weeks like he's been going to, I mean he was in scout team so he was going against the the Jets defense in a lot of ways but a lot of that is designed to like give them the looks that they're probably going to see on Sunday kind of thing he's been getting the first team reps this week I don't know we're really going to find what find out I guess what Zach's made of I I feel like I've been saying that a lot this year but he's coming he's coming out cold he hasn't you know played in a game in a while he hasn't even been active on game day since his last start you know how some of the receivers felt about how the way he was playing. Mm-hmm. particularly elijah and garrett wilson who have played really well since he went out um i don't know it's uh it's gonna be very interesting this offense kind of opened up a bit with mike white in there he was getting rid of the ball quick when he was taking shots downfield when they were there Checkdowns, hitting the easy stuff like that's a, always that's been a big emphasis since he became the starter mike white makes the easy look easy zach wilson was making the easy look hard when he last played so it Like we talked about when this first started and the idea that he wanted him to come back on the field, no matter how good he's looked in practice, for all we know, he's going to go out there and try and win the game every play again. Like we don't, we don't know that he's, especially now that they're still in the playoff hunt, this game is crucial for their playoff hunt. So there's pressure. There's going to be pressure on Mike White too. Um, But there's so many like layers to this and I'm sure we'll get into all of them, but there's the layer of, is he staying on the field now? If the goal is to get him on the field, you have him on the field now. So is he the starter the rest of the way? It's a short week. With the Jaguars game coming up, would you really throw Mike White out there after they probably only get like one real practice in this week? Do you do that? Like, is Zach, you know, if he plays well, does he stay as the starter? If he doesn't play well, do they still roll with him anyway? If they like lose these games, like, there's just like so many different paths that this, this can go. Now it's it is fascinating, but it's you know I I I get it if fans are are worried right now because obviously Zach didn't really show much in his last games, and you know Solid tried making the point that. They were five and two with him, uh, and a lot of the things he did don't show up on the stat sheet, which, you know, QB wins are not a real stat. I think that's been pretty well established. Like anybody who's watched the Jets, if if you saw Mike White's record and Zach Wilson's record, that doesn't match with like the way they've played, like that, like the how they've played. I guess so. I don't know. It's uh, it's gonna be very interesting. And, And the Lions are playing very well. Their defense is not great, but it's improved. Uh, they have Aiden Hutchinson. They have some pass rushers. The Jets' O line has struggled, um, but yeah, it's it's going to be very interesting. I we have no idea what we're going to see on Sunday from Zach Wilson. It's more of a mystery than it was when he came back in Week Four against the Steelers and had that comeback in the fourth look terrible the first three quarters. Maybe that's what'll happen again. I don't know, but it's there's just so much unknown now on Sunday. We don't know what this offense is going to look like. even like. Bam Knight wasn't even playing when Zach was last there. They have like a new running back basically. Uh, George Fant wasn't playing like um they might not have Quentin and williams which we'll get into so this is a much different jets team even from four weeks ago or whatever so it's uh yeah i'm i'm very fascinated at how this game's gonna go i i've if if you were thinking that the lions might win before maybe you're more confident in that now i was pretty confident the jets were a win so maybe i'm coming back down towards the middle where it'll be a close game i don't know it just all depends on what zach looks like if he comes out there and looks terrible like they're not gonna win this game if he's okay they can win. They beat the Bills when he was okay. They beat the Broncos and the Packers when he was okay. But yeah, there's just so many layers to this. And I don't know how it's gonna go. I we don't know how actually he's looked. They can say he's looked good in practice, but we have no way of seeing if that's true. I mean, they're not gonna tell us if he was playing bad in practice. Have you ever have you ever heard of a coach like being like, you know what? He had a couple really bad days in practice this week, but we still
1: believe <laughs> in him. Like that's that's not something, especially
0: Salah is ever gonna say. So
1: Uh, You mentioned the game plan, and that's interesting because, you know, with – when Zach Wilson was the quarterback, you know, LaFleur is going through the process of putting together the game plan and what they're going to do. And and I'm sure the idea was we're going to be conservative, you know, we're not going to throw it that much, and we saw how that played out. But the way they've been running this offense – I mean, I won't say Mike White's been slinging it because he's fairly conservative with his throws and he takes what the defense gives him. But he's thrown – there's been a lot of pass attempts. So right now on Friday as you're going into this game and you've been game planning all week long, you kind of have to go with what you've set up, right? Like if Lafleur was thinking in his head, oh, Mike White's going to throw it 35 times on Sunday – it's really hard in a day to suddenly be like, okay, no, we need to limit Zach to to 25 or 20 passes. I mean, that's, so it feels like Zach's going to at least have the plays there to, to shine if, <laughs> if he can. Yeah. I mean, this was always this, you know, the, the, the talk was if they were ever going
0: to bring him back, like the idea that they would bench Mike White for him, it, the Lions game was when they had to do it kind of thing. If they wanted to, if their goal was to make the playoffs or whatever and still because you have the Lions and you have the Jaguars back to back short notice, Two teams that are, you know, as good as the Lions are playing, they have one of the worst defenses. I think they are second to last in yards allowed. I think Football Outsiders has them as the worst team against the other team's number one receiver. So, in theory, a good opportunity for Garrett Wilson. But, again, they have some talent on defense still. They have Aiden Hutchinson. They have some pass rush. They have Jeff Okuda and the secondary. is a guy they drafted pretty highly. They don't scare you, but, you know, they also probably aren't scared of Zach Wilson at the same time. So, um and Zach Wilson, as you well know, has been the worst quarterback in the league when pressured. So, um, yeah, you know, I the fact that he's been getting the first-team reps, at least if not all week, most of the week, means that That's maybe they good. don't have to completely change their, their game plan kind of thing like you were talking about. But at the same time, they probably went in this week thinking we're going to be able to throw it a lot in the Lions. And now they might have to go back to the the formula they used in those those games they won with Zach Wilson, a quarterback where it was um, try and get the ball out of his hands quickly run the ball, run the ball, run the ball until, you know, you wear them out and run the clock out. And that's probably, you're probably going to see Bam Knight. This probably, you know, for people who are in the fantasy playoffs, like Bam Knight is going to get a lot of opportunity on Sunday, I would imagine, unless the Jets fell behind, which if you're falling behind against the Lions and you're not making the playoffs, no matter how good they've been playing, like if you're falling behind early against the Lions, um, they're going to be in a really tough spot here. And they need to win three out of four games, I think. And, you know, their chances probably just got reduced if Zach Wilson can live up to his potential, which as we were talking about before we got on here, we had until we see him like look like a good quarterback, we have to assume he's not one. So um, he has not shown that he's a good quarterback. He's shown flashes. He has the arm talent, the mobility, all that stuff. So there's some elements they can change with him in there that they didn't have to Mike White or whatever. But um, yeah, I'd say their chances are reduced that they make the playoffs as long as Zach is that quarterback. That's just the reality.
1: Yeah, and that reality can change, obviously, based on how he looks on Sunday. Um, This could go a lot of different directions, right? Like he could come out and be bad and they win anyway. And then maybe that's, I don't know. I don't know what the best case scenario here is, Zach, because like, I guess the best case scenario is that Zach Wilson, the guy you took with the number two overall pick, comes out, looks brilliant on Sunday. They win the game because of the short week He gets another start against Jacksonville. He's great again. And then, okay, Zach's our franchise quarterback. Like that's the best case scenario. Yeah, for sure. Although I feel like at this point, a lot of fans would be like, we want Mike white to be the guy. And so, but we also want to make the playoffs. So for that segment of the fan base, the best case scenario is probably like Zach doesn't play well, but they still manage to win this game. And then Mike white is allowed to come back when healthy play and be the guy. Like, I, I don't know, man. I, no matter what happens here, it feels like it's just going to create more questions than answers this, this news. Yes. I mean, I,
0: absolutely. I think they knew that. Um, that the, I should say the thing that Salah said uh, was that they were, they could have taken it up until game time, but they decided for the sake of Mike white, um, they were just going to declare him out now and just, you know, establish Zach as a starter on Sunday. Uh, that's I mean, probably I, good for Zach too. Yeah. yeah I think that's yeah. probably the right idea. Yeah. Yes. Although like I I don't know, it's 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 a weird spot. Like I we talked about this a little before the pod and I think I've seen some of it on Twitter and stuff and we probably should have done a better job of hammering this honestly in the press conference, but he was cleared to play on Sunday against uh the Bills, went back in the game, played well, but I mean, who knows if if he that made it worse or whatever cuz he wasn't cleared for contact the rest of the week. He still hasn't been technically. Um, it's I did the same doctors, yeah.
1: right? The same doctors that are I there on so. Sunday yes. are there today. Yeah. Yeah. It and is, on, I would and imagine on the NFL Players Association may have some thoughts, but
0: yeah, I'm going to be we'll very curious to see how that. this plays out. Um I need to yeah. go back and listen, read, read the transcript of everything Robert Sala said. Uh But yeah, and I, I did find it interesting like, and I guess this is a thing, but I hadn't really thought about it as much. But he, he was saying that Mike White. Uh, was doing everything he can to get cleared, so he was going get, getting second opinions from all kinds of doctors, and he like couldn't get it in time, kind of thing. Um, so I don't know that that's an interesting part of this too. Like he he obviously in his mind was going to play no matter what, but now that was taken away from him, and, and you know it's gonna be it's gonna be tough a tough. I mean, to, you kind of touch on this a little bit, but not to get it like five steps ahead. But like you said, the the best case scenario is that Zach for the Jets, like as an organization, is probably that Zach goes out and has two great games. And then they can say he's the start of the rest of the year, and going into next year, um, and then all of a sudden you, I don't know, maybe you franchise tag Mike White, and then and try and trade him for something because he showed enough to like teams that need a quarterback. Maybe they would like it's kind of what the Eagles did with Nick Foles, uh, although I think they eventually pulled the tag off, or what I forget how that played out. And then he signed with the Jaguars, but um, I don't know. It's uh, they're they're in a, they're in a very interesting spot. They're they're probably fascinated to find out here who's there going to be their guy next because the quarterback is obviously the biggest question for a team with a lot of talent. So Zach can prove that he's the guy these next two weeks. But I also don't know if it's fair to even expect him, if, if the goal is to reset him to expect him to like fix
1: it, all of his problems in that short of a time. The other thing and you touched on this too, but I think it's worth a little extra. Um, he has to win back his teammates here too. Like we all heard yeah, we saw Elijah Moore demand a trade. We heard Garrett Wilson's comments. And then over the last 3 weeks, I mean LaFleur just yesterday, you guys asked him what what do you see about Elijah Moore right now? <laughs> and he said what? He his smile is back. Yeah. And like that I mean let's be honest, that's because of Mike White, right? Like yeah. So Zach has to play well on Sunday. Play well enough to to win and and look like a franchise quarterback, I guess. Um but he also has to win back this receiving core that kind of like walked away, <laughs> you know, like they've all they've they've outwardly well probably not Corey Davis, because that's kind of, you know, the guy he targets the most. But but Elijah and Garrett have kind of um shown that they're not fans of his. So he has to win that back. And that's that may be the toughest thing of all, I feel like at this point, although targets go a long way, right? Yes. Uh yeah,
0: I mean that was the big one of the big problems that they weren't getting the ball, or the, when they were, it wasn't in like position to succeed at all. I mean, you like the we we've been high on Garrett Wilson all year, like as a podcast, but I think the league has caught on to how good Garrett, like there's a lot of attention on how good Garrett Wilson is now, and if you're not getting that guy the ball, like they even you know, and I think it was fair. Like I was confused when they didn't get him the ball in the beginning of that Vikings game. And then he wound up with 15 targets that day. So it's like in retrospect, like he obviously he got the ball as much as anybody in the NFL that week. But like it's like you got to give this ball, got this guy the ball every play. Like manufacture touches for him. Like is is Zach Wilson going to be able to move beyond his first read? Is he going to be able to check down when he has to? Is he going to complete those passes when they're when they're there? Can he get the ball to Garrett and let him do stuff after the catch? Will he will he target Elijah Moore because there clearly was something off between those guys? And yeah, I mean the lasting image of Zach Wilson's you know, almost career with the Jets now is, is that quote where he said, no, no. When he was asked if he let down the defense and it clearly like resonated in the locker room. And, you know, guys at, at first guys were like trying to like act like that wasn't a thing. And then CJ Uzama, I, I found it interesting. He went on like a national, like a uh, radio or a podcast or something. And, and he, and he like told his, like the, the behind the scenes of what he dealt with. And he, and he said how he texted Zach the next day. Like, uh, I think what you said kind of rubbed some guys the wrong way. You might want to like, you know, apologize to the team or something like so clearly even if they want to deny it i mean i i'd heard that there were guys that were really upset with what he said or frustrated or whatever and i think he's had to earn a lot of that back and he's had to do it while watching as we've talked about the team just rally around mike not only on the field but just like it's like as if they're obsessed with him they're all wearing a shirt they're you know I, i saw some players calling him the king of new york like i was i was looking uh I mean, I'm sure Zach has had this when he's had good games in the past, but Mike White posted something on Instagram. And I'm always fascinated at like when you go into the comments on a player's Instagram, like after a game. And it's like all his teammates, like saying King of New York, uh, Mike White, Mike fucking White. Um, and it's all his teammates just like going up, going crazy. And they, like, that, that locker room like loves Mike White. I'm not saying they don't like Zach. I've said that all year. I don't know that they don't like him, but he's, he has to win back their trust both as, in terms of his performance and the way he handles himself when he's in front of a podium and but he, he has a lot on him he's done a good job when he's hit the we talked to him this week uh didn't really say much uh we talked to him after he got benched he was pretty good and you know you know said that he, he messed up and all that stuff so if he has a bad game on sunday how is he going to handle it also is another factor to consider yeah.
1: Should we move on to some other stuff regarding this game? And, you know, we had a rundown built before this news (laughs) drop. So Uh, you mentioned Hutchinson. uh, So I think they feel like that's a good little transition with Garrett, too. Um, Numbers came out this week for... odds for, for defensive and offensive rookie of the year. And obviously the Jets have been right in the thick of this thing all season yeah. long from week to week with the rookie of the, the week awards and bam, won it this week to, to add one more notch to the to the belt. But <laughs> Jets, uh, Twitter. defensive, Yeah, defensive rookie of the year. Uh, sauce, huge favorite, minus 500 uh, this week. But Aiden Hutchinson, of course, the Lions um, edge rusher who, you know, There were thoughts at some point when the Jets were trying to figure out where they were going to be drafting that he was a guy they would consider. He's plus 500, and then Seahawks cornerback Tariq Woolen, he is plus 600. And then on the offensive side of things, Garrett is leading the way, which to me this is the, the amazing thing, is that I think there was a point this season, maybe a month into the season, maybe five weeks, that Brees Hall would have been the guy right there, right? Like Brees Hall is your favorite for rookie of the year. Uh, He goes down with an injury, and Garrett's still there. So maybe they'd be running one and two if Brees hadn't gotten hurt. But Garrett Wilson, plus 175. Christian Watson, uh, the Green Bay receiver, plus 300. Kenneth Walker, Seahawks running back, plus 300. And then Chris Olave, of course, Garrett's college teammate, plus 550 with the Saints. Um, The the Jets rookies continue to just show it. And now, you know, they're the betting choice as well. Yeah, I mean— If the season ended today, I think they would probably both win or be
0: close. I, if if I had, if I was, I would say that I think Garrett is almost more likely to win right now because, um, Damian Pierce is out for a few weeks. He was like the main competition. Kenneth Walker has been injured. I don't think he did much against the 49ers last night. Um, Chris Olave maybe would be the biggest competition for Garrett, but I think Garrett's been flashier. I think people, more people are talking about Garrett Wilson right now, and that's a big factor. So I think if Garrett Wilson keeps it up, I mean, we'll see how he plays with Zach. I think he's close to a lock, not a lock. Okay, that's over overstating it, but I I think he's the front runner uh like if you're asking me right now. And then Sauce is also the front runner. The interesting thing I'm curious to see with that is, you know, Tariq Woolen I think is the real competition for him. I don't think it is as much Hutchinson. Uh but like if if these voters look at the counting stats more than like the analytics and stuff. Tariq Woolen has 6 interceptions. So, um I'm going to be very fascinated to see how the voting plays out with that. Cause I could Jets fans would riot if sauce Gardner does not win, but it also wouldn't shock me if, if Woolen wind up getting more votes just because of he has more interceptions. And I, I think sauce is a better player and having a better year, but he has two interceptions, I think. So um yeah, that's, it's gonna be fascinating. I mean, that at the very least, everybody should be excited that they're in this position where you have arguably the two best rookies in a class like that. That never happens. I don't, I wonder if that's ever happened where one team won both awards. I can't imagine it has.
1: Yeah. And, and the other guys who have been such big contributors who won't win the award. It it has been, it was an incredible draft by Joe Douglas. We've talked about it plenty and, and it continues to show. And it's the reason this team is where they are. Um, all right, let's move things forward to this game a little bit. And actually, Marissa, you know what, we should take a break first, right? Um, let's take a quick break. Then we'll talk more about the Lions game. We'll do our picks and we'll have much more here on the can't wait podcast. All right, let's get into this, uh, the game itself a little bit. And we've talked about it through the podcast so far, but the lions team, this is a team that started the season one and six, they've won five of six they They're the hottest team in the NFL. And while the jets are talking about making the playoffs and what they need to do and, you know, controlling their own destiny and all that stuff. You know what? They're having the same conversations in Detroit right now, as, as far as this team has come that if they continue to play the way they have, um, this is a team that has a shot to get into the playoffs at 6 and 7 right now now here's the thing they um i just completely lost my train of thought but uh <laughs> <laughs> the uh when you look at the when yeah seriously um <laughs> when you look at the jets and and what they've been doing they've gone the wrong way the last two weeks right losing two in a row whereas the lions are are thriving and we thought at one point we'd get to this game and it wouldn't really matter for the lions the lions would be in a position where they're looking ahead to yeah. the draft and, and all of that stuff. And instead, this is – it almost has a playoff-type feel because of where these two teams are right now. Yep.
0: By the way, just at, just to fact check, earlier we were trying to figure out when the bowl game was. It was his freshman year, and it was the Idaho Potato Bowl. So that was all yes. the way back in 2018. Yeah, against, against Western against, Michigan. Against Western right? Michigan. So it was a long yeah. time ago. Um, Sorry, I, what, was, what was the
1: question? <laughs> I was thinking about that. Uh, we thought this game was going to be the Jets yeah, yeah, yeah. trying to get to the playoffs against a team that wasn't in it anymore. Instead, it feels like kind of a playoff game. Yeah,
0: especially because the NFC playoff picture is so like muddled and the Giants don't look very good. The Seahawks are falling apart. Uh, Washington's playing better. But I, I think the Lions are like the scariest of those teams fighting for a wild card spot, honestly, especially because Jared Goff, I, I think he's completed like 70% of his passes over the last like five games. Um, he hasn't thrown an interception, I think, in four games. He's not... Fam- he's famously not very good when he's pressured or in bad weather. And it should be it's gonna be like in the thirties, I think, on Sunday. So that does favor the Jets, though. If Quinton Williams isn't playing, this the the Lions have like the Jets have called it the best offensive line in the league. I think Salah said it's them and the Eagles. Panay Sewell has like really lived up to his talent. Um, you know, they have Jamal Williams has scored more touchdowns, I think, than anybody in the league. The receivers are like very, very interesting especially with Jamison Williams in the mix you don't really know what you're getting from him but he's a speed demon um so you have him on one side of DJ Chark who's very fast on the other side and then you have Amon, Amon Ra St. Brown who probably gets open better than almost any receiver in the league and he's in the slot so you have Michael Carter the second on him who he's he's a solid player I, I think he's been more up and down than the guys on the outside so I, I'm very curious to see if Amon Ra, if he has like if he comes out and he starts getting all these catches and making these big plays, if they start adjusting the, we keep two guys on the Island and we don't move them. Like would they put DJ Reed on him? Like how would they adjust to the outside? Um, another fact like Brandon Eccles is probably not going to play this week or maybe solid to clear him out. Uh, I was a little distracted by the Zach Wilson news. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Bryce Hall will be active on Sunday. I imagine for the first time um, he's an outside corner. He hasn't played all year though. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how Jeff Ulbrich adjusts to that offense because it's an explosive Talented group that has played very well, and especially if Quinn Williams isn't playing, it's we're really going to find out like the truth about the depth and talent of this defense. They they can't do a lot of the things they like to do without Quinn in there because he's such a force, and you have to double and triple team him. Um, so I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see can Bryce Huff make the same impact when Quinnan's not in there. Can Can JFM JFM step up? Can Carl Lawson play up to his contract? Like this is a talented group that's all we've been talking about. Uh, we're gonna find out if how much of that has to do with Quinn and Williams and how much is it, are they
1: talented on their own, right, too? Do you think that if Quinnen's out, do they blitz, do they have to blitz more or do they try to still get to the quarterback without blitzing? It's a good question. I mean, if they really don't like the
0: blitz and they kind of stick to that. Um, and I mean, you saw what happened. I think it was the Bengals game where they were blitzing and and got pissed off and yell, and yelled at Aaron White Cotton and all that's the whole viral thing um but i don't they're going to have to find a way to get pressure on Goff cuz if you give Goff time and you can say this for a lot of quarterbacks but he can make all the throws so if you if you give Goff time he's really good uh and so if the jets aren't getting pressure which you know they've started off games not getting pressure lately like in the in the first drive or two and so that's going to be a very interesting thing, thing to see how they handle that uh and i don't really know i don't really have an answer i still lean towards them probably not blitzing and trying to get the natural pressure but if if it's not there if you're not getting the penetration you have to you have to be creative and find a way to get Goffed on the ground or at least pressured and, and frantic. And right now, without Quinn that becomes a lot harder. So that, that's going to be a really big storyline on Sunday.
1: Yeah, Goff last week against Minnesota, the same Minnesota team that obviously just beat the Jets the week before, 27-39, to 39, 330 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. I mean, this is a guy at one point that we thought was one of the great young quarterbacks in the league, and then obviously it went south in L.A., and then he he ends up in Detroit. Which felt like being kind of sent, you know, right? Like, that's it. You're off to Detroit. That's it for you. Yep. But here come the Lions. So uh, it, it is kind of a, a cool story. Like, not for the Jets fans right now getting ready for this game. But in general, um, Jared Goff's reemergence here with Detroit this season has been kind of a cool storyline in the NFL. Um, all right. So they've won five of six. They also beat the Giants at the Meadowlands on November 20th. Um, so they're, they're familiar. And I think... They even t- in their post game um, locker room last week. I heard they they were talking about that. The fact that we know how to win at the Meadowlands. Um, so, what do you think the atmosphere is like at the Meadowlands, Zach?
0: Oh man, it should be, be very electric, fascinating. Right? It should be. Yeah, I think. I mean, I especially thought with Mike White, his fan base loved him so much. But now I'm gonna I'm very curious to see what the energy is like. If Zach Wilson comes out there and has a stinker first drive or something, like are they gonna boo him
1: again? Like they were booing. I him mean, the, I will say this time. to Jets fans. Yeah, and I will say this to Jets fans. If he stinks the first drive, I think you have to pick him up at that point. Like you, he, if <laughs> yeah, anything, you need fair. to cheers at you know what I mean? He, like he, he is going, going to be a turnout for the then. he's going to be their quarterback for four quarters on Sunday. So yeah. Right. Like if you want to boo him in the fourth quarter if he stunk for three quarters, like go for it. But I think early in this game, if you want this team to be successful, like Zach Wilson needs the support of everyone.
0: Absolutely, I, I will say if you want the crowd to get get excited, um, we were kind of joking about this before the pod. But I do wonder um, if if they'll elevate Chris Traveller on Sunday just to have like something like different. I mean, I, they wouldn't play him over Joe Flacco even even if fans think they should, but. I don't know, like if they need a guy to get a QB sneak or something, like I think Stravler would be pretty good at it. So I don't know, something to think about. I don't know if they will do that because they might be a little lighter in the secondary. They did just cut Will Parks, which um, we didn't get to ask Robert Sala about that because we were a little distracted. It it felt kind of strange because he played such a key role on special teams and stuff. Um, So they are a little light in the secondary. So I imagine they'll elevate a defensive back. But I don't know, I'd I'd at least consider Strebler.
1: All right, so big picture before we get to the picks. Um, This was actually going to be a big chunk of this podcast before the the news broke. But like the Jets' path to the playoffs, you wrote a great story kind of breaking it down um, this week, Zach, and talking about the four teams that are involved and how they impact each other and tiebreakers and all of it. Obviously, it's the Jets, the Chargers, the Patriots, and the Dolphins. The Dolphins are game up right now. Those other three teams, it all comes down to tiebreakers depending on what happens and we've said like the jets control their destiny right if they win out although in theory none of these teams are going to play each other so <laughs> everyone well except the the lions but uh but they could win out the patriots could win out the dolphins could win out and like the jets yeah. are going to be sitting there with all 11 of all of that is highly and, unlikely obviously but yeah it's like right. and so so not go technically to the playoffs. it's
0: they technically yep. don't control it i when i was writing this story i I thought of a Chip Kelly quote from when he was with the Eagles, uh, where somebody asked, like the Eagles were like fighting for the playoffs at the end of his first year, I think it was, and somebody asked him, like, "You guys control your own destiny? Like, how important are the games?" He's like, "You know, that's that's inaccurate. Like, nobody controls their own destiny. Destiny's predetermined. So there's nothing we can do about it." <laughs> and I always like that quote because that's such that's such an overused phrase this time of the year. Yeah. Um. Because the reality is, like, the odds of what depending on how many games are left, the odds of you winning all of them is pretty slim. So you could say, yeah, if we just go out and win all of them, but no, you, you're relying on other teams losing. You're relying on you know things going your way, and um, if you make the playoffs, because it was predetermined that you were going to make the playoffs. So <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, so when you but when you look at the schedules, right, yeah. the uh, the Jets obviously Lions, Jaguars, Seahawks, Dolphins. The, you know the Dolphins is obviously the one that stands out yeah. there. Uh, but then when you look at the, the other teams, the Patriots, Raiders, you feel like they win. Bengals feels like they're going to lose that one. Um, then Dolphins, Bills, that's a brutal way to end the season. Um, they could lose both of those. So I, even though that's the scariest team in this mix, right, just because of the tiebreaker and the fact of how much it would hurt because they swept the Jets and if they end up tied with them and they lose because of those two terrible performances, it's really going to sting. But – I mean, anybody who's watched this Patriots team, yes, the defense is pretty good, but Mac Jones week in and week out continues to show us that he's kind of a mediocre quarterback at best. Um, I just, I could see two and two. I could see one and three, to be honest, for this Patriots team down the stretch against those teams. Um, So I think if that's one where like Jets go three and one, don't worry about the Patriots. Um, And then the Chargers... They have an easy schedule. Yeah. Yeah. That, that one's, that one's a little kind of scarier. And then that brings into the point that maybe the jets are better off, like, you know, having to beat the dolphins and beating the dolphins, winning that tiebreaker and getting it over them and not, then you don't have to worry about the chargers. There's lots of ways to look at it. But, uh, I think after this week, we'll have a little more clarity. You know, I, in, in my, as part of that story, I played out each of the teams that are competing with schedules.
0: And I asked our Chargers writer, Dan Popper and our Patriots writer, Chad Graff to like predict those two teams, uh, three games and then I played out the Dolphins schedule and I think there's a legitimate possibility that the Dolphins, Jets, Patriots, and Chargers are all nine and seven going into the last week like a legitimate chance at all four of them so it could go in so many different directions the Jets can't tie with the Patriots or they don't make it I think at that point uh, I think the Chargers might have the tiebreaker they don't play each other so that it goes to conference record and then you know I think it goes to common opponents after that but Um, yeah, I think I've said this, I said this earlier in the week, I, it just, I just have a feeling that that last week dolphins is going to be winning in or losing your out kind of situation and which will make it exciting and stressful because I know the jets haven't always done an amazing job when they go to Miami. So it's kind of like one of their locations that they struggle in. So it's, uh, yeah, am it's these next four, it's exciting. Like it's exciting that we're, this is basically the playoffs for the jets. This is the most important, like four game stretch they've had in a long, long time. Um, especially cause if you th- like I've said this, I think this team is good enough with Quinn and Williams. Like if he's not there, it's different, but with Quinn and Williams in there. And I think Mike white, a quarterback, like, I think this team can be competitive in the playoffs depending on who they're going against. Uh, so yeah, these next four weeks are going to be very fascinating. And I'm going to, and as we've talked about, I'm going to be very, very curious to see how the fans feel if they fall short, even if, you know, it, I mean, it's not out of the question that they get 10 wins and fall short, like that would be depressing, but, um, Like I'm very curious to see what the fan reaction is at the end of the year
1: if they fall short with a winning record. Yeah, it'll uh, it'll certainly be interesting, especially if it's ten. Like that's crazy, but yeah, then then, you know what can you do? We won ten games. Yeah, exactly. Maybe you feel a little better about that about it at that point. Yeah. All right. With that, let's move on to our picks and welcome in our guest picker this week, Eric Goldrich. Did I get that right, Eric? Sort of
3: gold rich, like opposite of silver poor. Gold rich. Oh, there you are.
1: There you go. Hey, <laughs> gold rich. Sorry, no, I, no, I, I typoed on the rundown. Good rich is scrambling. just as good as gold. Uh, it's not as good, but up. it's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> good morning, guys. Uh, 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 all right. So this has become our new thing on the show: is you got to show us what jersey you're sporting
3: there. So before I show you, the, really quick, I uh, I have a story about how every Jets jersey I've ever gotten in my life uh, is bad luck. And it starts all the way back to John Abraham when I got John Abraham when I was a kid. And then he got traded, I think, like that offseason. And then I got Jim Leonard. Uh, when he I loved Jim Leonard, the safety. And then two weeks later, tore his ACL, never played another Jets game again. Then I got Leonard Williams. I got, mm. I got Leonard. And then True. Leonard got traded to the Giants. <laughs> and then... Uh, and then right after uh, this season, I ordered <laughs> I ordered this jersey. And right after I had landed in my doorstep <laughs> the next week, he asked for a trade. It was like I have the worst darn luck <laughs> with any Jets jersey. So I'm done. Maybe I'll get oh, Zach it's... Wilson and it'll help a lot of Jets fans. And he'll like, you know,
0: be out for it. <laughs> I would, I would say the best path is just getting obscure guys. Cause I think that's fun because then you can be like, I, I didn't think they were, he was going to be there a while. and it's you know, I have this,
3: uh, I don't know. I can't think of a good obscure one, but. Uh, Will parks <laughs> um, would have been a, yeah. would have been a bad one to get. Also, you know, that would have been a bad one. There you go. That's true. Yes. Yeah, so. Or
1: go historic. That's the, the, always yeah, the historic stuff. is story. Like Wayne. That's <laughs> good. good. That's
3: yeah. a good one.
1: <laughs> All right. So, uh, the other thing I always like to ask the listeners is, you know, how long have you been a Jets fan, and how did it all start? You know, uh, my parents really didn't give a damn about uh, football growing up,
3: uh, but my childhood buddy was a huge Jets fan. Um, and I actually got him a John Abraham jersey also when we were, like, I don't know, in fifth grade. I don't know how I did that. Mom, please get my friend the jersey for Christmas. I don't know how that actually happened. <laughs> um, uh, and it just started there. Uh fell in love with them, and obviously it was a weird road with uh, – when I started becoming conscious, uh, you know, at Pennington and, you know, that was fun. I remember that game versus Miami. I think it was, I don't even know, 2004. I I forgot what year that was, but, um, it's been a wild ride obviously for all of us miserable Jets fans. And, uh, you know, oh nine, two thousand ten 2010 was fantastic. Um, uh, although we didn't make it obviously, but it was still a lot of fun. And then 2015, of course, that was the 10 win season that didn't get us into the playoffs. So that will be really depressing guys. If, if we, do get 10 wins and don't get in. It'll be a, a PTSD to 2015. Um, <laughs> and, and then I met my my now wife in 2016, and I was a Jets fan, and she's watched me be miserable and the Jets be awful for, for so long. Um And I was joking with her and my mom. I'm like, I don't know if it's better to be so bad and just expect a loss or think you're really good and lose. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what's worse. It's cause it's this, this season has been spectacular and awful all at once. It's been really weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's the jets for you. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That like sentence I think like should be like their slogan. Spectacular and <laughs> yeah. awful. It all at once. Perfectly. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yes. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. It's been rough. You're you're, you live in L you live in LA, right? Yes. But I'm from New York. Uh, well not obviously, but okay. um, I don't know. I don't know why you'd be a jets fan <laughs> if you're not from New York or New Jersey. Um, But, yeah, I'm one of the very, very few uh, Jets fans uh, here in L.A. And my buddy Jeremy is my only Jets buddy here in L.A. We're texting a thousand texts per game. Um, (laughs) uh, So, yeah, it's it's a lonely existence here in L.A. uh, being a Jets fan, (laughs) but at least it's nice outside. So that's that's the positive. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You certainly have that as we look out on bleak weather here today (laughs) in the northeast. all right, should we get on to the picks? Here we go. Um Let's do it. so as of now, the uh it was a rough week across the board for everybody. I don't know if you have the standings ready, Marissa, or not, but uh Zach, a rough 0 and three. I was one and two, Marissa was one and two. And listener was Joe is one and two. So uh, Zach has fallen back a bit. I think the actual numbers on this for our our standings might be wrong uh, because I was just putting this together on the fly. Um, Wait, jo- jo- but that it wasn't, said- it wasn't
0: Joe last week. It was uh, it was Frederick from Sweden.
2: Yeah, oh right, we it was Fre- the same pick. Oh, this is so bad. Yeah, All right. oh,
0: yeah and, and the Jets lost. by- I, I got that right. So, so basically,
1: if time. you're looking at this on YouTube, I messed it up. <laughs> but the picks are correct. Ignore everything else on the screen uh, because it was yeah. Frederick. I wasn't always just not a lot of wins
2: across the board. Basically, we can sum it up by saying that.
1: Yes, it was it was was uh, was ugly, and Zach was who has been in the hunt was the worst of of all. But that said, (laughs) the the listeners are still hanging in there in front, although with a losing record now. But that means you get to go first, Eric. So go ahead, tell us what you wow pressure. All right, so
3: I choose three games, right? I choose three games and yes, and and make my make my over under.
1: All right. Well, um okay. Yes, based on the uh the Bet MGM because this is presented by Bet MGM based on those lines. If your lines that you have are a little off, we'll uh, we'll correct them along the way. Oh, I can choose their lines. Oh, oh, oh. Uh
2: No, it's okay. Wh- whatever you got, we'll, we'll we'll go with. Okay. All right. Let's Yeah. On the, the edge. edge. Yeah. We'll I
3: only go. understood over under about a year ago by the way. My whole life I didn't really understand it. It didn't make sense to me. <laughs> now I now I get
2: it. So, um I will I will have to say I was a- very similar like you know in my sports fandom that took me a while to to yeah don't
3: don't come with me to vegas we're gonna lose all our money that's that's all all i gotta say
2: yeah
3: but we'll have fun um uh okay i'm gonna go all right i'm gonna go kansas city um i'm gonna go kansas city let's do i mean man i mean kansas city versus houston is minus 14 ridiculous like uh, uh, is that
2: I don't think that's ridiculous. That was a potential of mine. Okay.
3: Too. I'll go to city minus 14. I, mean, I don't know how far different that is than MGM. Um,
2: no, that's the same. oh,
3: that's funny. Okay. We're on the same, me and MGM. Um, I'm going to also choose, uh, Sam, the man, Darnold, the X jet. Uh, I'm going to go with old Sam. I'm going to go, uh, let's go, uh, Sam and Carolina. Go minus three. Uh, uh, yeah, that's, that's what it is, yeah wow, look at yeah. me at MGM, I had no idea this is amazing <laughs> um, and then, I—I I, this is going to be a mistake because i the last time I bet on the Jets I, it was versus Denver when Tebow was on the Broncos and we lost and, and that was actually in Vegas which is funny and I lost 100 bucks but I'm going to bet on the Jets I'm going to bet on the Jets <sighs> I'm going to bet on the Jets go minus 3, let's go Zach Let, let's rock and roll <laughs> Mine, I think that
2: that line dropped because, um, because of the the quarterback news. I'm seeing I'm seeing Jets plus one and a half. Jets yeah. plus one and a half. Yeah, you, so, yes.
3: <laughs> I'll take it. So they're under. So you
2: still you still. I it. I
3: have to believe that if you're a Jets fan, you're just blindly leading uh, or following. I should say. Um. <laughs>
0: so yeah, we'll go
2: Jets. I like it.
3: We are moving on. Zach, you're next. All right,
0: I'm gonna go with. Eagles minus nine against the Bears. I think the Eagles are just rolling right now, and the Bears are not very good, so uh, that one shouldn't be too hard. Um, let's do the hmm. Man, there's some weird ones. Uh, I'll go Bengals minus three and a half against the Bucks. I think the Bucks are a mess. And those
2: are my first two picks. And you know what? Wing. Let's. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Let's see what else we got here. I'll go Cowboys minus four against the Jaguars.
3: It's only minus four? Wow. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, I had – I mean, this is happening the second week (laughs) in a row that I've had a lot of similar picks. I also had Eagles minus nine and Bengals minus three and a half. Um, And my third pick is going to be the Fighting Baker Mayfields. Nice. I thought uh, about that Plus seven versus the Packers. So – Let's see if Baker can pull it out at at, uh, the Fighting
3: Baker. Maybe you just love Baker.
1: (laughs) All right, um, I have um, Vikings minus three and a half versus Colts. I just feel like the Vikings, after that loss last week, bounce back a little bit, and the Colts are bad. Um, This one, I'm going to take the Browns minus three versus the Ravens, just because the Ravens' quarterback situation um, and the mess that's there, and. We'll see Marissa, um, if the the Browns can pull that one out at home. And then finally, um for the I'm not picking the Jets, but this pick is for the Jets, taking the Titans plus two and a half at the Chargers to uh to help out the Jets in their quest to make the playoffs. So we appreciate those you. are my picks. Um I feel like at this point there's it's like me and Marissa are trying to figure out who's gonna finish last. And then <laughs> yeah. Zach and the listeners are gonna finish figure out who's gonna win this thing. But uh there's a big gap in between. But we'll see. Eric, thank you so much for coming on, man. We appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Keep rocking and rolling. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Oh, thanks, man. All right. And thanks. Thanks, Eric. Th- yeah. thanks, everybody, for, for joining us. Um, it's always cool to react to breaking news, uh, especially when you already have the podcast scheduled and you can kind of do it on the fly. <laughs> you so, guys are lucky uh, or um, unlucky. I don't and know what. Us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Eric, what's your take um, from a fan on what's going on? on, on, on- on the quarterback, Zach Wilson. I couldn't believe week. that my uh, buddy
3: texted me. Jeremy texted me that 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 Adam Schefter. You know, uh, I I couldn't believe it. I mean, I just hope that they that they really don't hate Zach and they're going to rally around him and play with and play for him with him and, and care because man, I mean, the storylines that have been swirling since Mike came in and how much they love him. Like they obviously don't love Zach as much as they love Mike. Like that's just. That's obvious, but I hope that they like him enough. Like, did he buy them JetBlue tickets? Hopefully, <laughs> in the past week, you know, and and make them feel better. Like, I I just hope.
2: It is Christmas season. Yeah, you know, the quarterbacks are. I wonder what quarterbacks get in those uh, offensive lineman gifts this time of year. That's that's an interesting.
1: I was a believer. In I feel Jack. like Zach needed to up the game and and give his receivers gifts too. But yeah, he, yeah. Hopefully, the gift he gives them is the, the ball. Offense. Um, you know. Yeah.
3: Uh, yes.
1: <laughs> um.
3: Yeah, I think it's it's he's gonna have to just distribute and get the ball to people. And, and if he doesn't do that and he keeps on missing checkdowns, then it's gonna be brutal on that. On and Strabler, let's go Strabler. If Zach can't make those throws. um, but i hope i mean i'm bl- again blindly uh blindly hoping
1: blindly hoping yes all right well thank you so much eric thank you for everybody for turning tuning in we will be back at you early next week for a full recap of this game full breakdown i'm sure that episode is going to be 90% Zach Wilson breakdown. So join us again early next week for the recap of the Lions and the Jets. Hopefully the Jets get this win, stay right in the middle of the playoff mix. If you want to join the Athletic, you can do it for two dollars a month for twelve months. Go to theathletic.com/slash. Can't wait to get that deal. Great deal. Great time of year to uh, to gift a subscription to the Athletic too. Running out of time? You know, need something on the fly. Gift to the Athletic is easy, and everybody would love it. So get that out there, and we'll talk to everybody soon.